Welcome to The Outside Story, a podcast on TV, film, and media from an outside perspective. I'm your host, Jonathan, co-host, I should say, and with me today is my brother and co-host, Larry. This month, we're doing an October Halloween special, and today's episode is on horror movies that are considered slashers. Last week, on Friday, we talked about um, the films Nightmare on Elm Street and Psycho, and today we're going to talk about I Know What You Did Last Summer and Scream. So, Larry... Just yes. let's just get straight to it. What yeah, are your sure. thoughts on I Know What You Did Last Summer? Well, honestly, these two are part of my childhood memories because, <laughs> yeah, I remember we would watch these. Oh, um, yeah, we would rent these at like Blockbuster or something and we would yeah. just watch them. Um, yeah, I don't know why, like, you know, mom let us do that. But... <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I don't know why either. <laughs> yeah, well, either it was mom that let us do it or like we were with our cousins or something, probably. I don't know. Yeah, or like we anything. watched it with our cousins. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah. yeah, so I just remember, I haven't seen these films since I was a kid. So I'm just thinking to myself, I don't know how well these hold up. I don't know how well they're going to do. And I sat through them and I I thought it wasn't too bad. I liked I Know What You Did Last Summer. So I Know What You Did Last Summer is released in 1997. And it's mm-hmm. based on the urban legend of like a killer that uses a hook. So I think they just kind of took that premise and just kind of expanded on it. And uh, basically it's about these kids who are celebrating their, I want to say their senior year. Yeah, they're like graduating, right? Mm -hmm. They're graduating, yeah, because they go off to college. Yeah, and then they party hard. They get into a car accident. They hit someone on the road, and Mm -hmm. they try to hide the body. They hit it. They kind of swore that they'll never tell anyone. And a year later, it comes back to haunt them and their friends and close people start getting killed off like one by one and they're trying to figure out like you know is it this person and who does they killed and so they weren't too sure who it was and so yeah i thought this film was okay like it it felt pretty um it's hard to tell if the killer actually did certain things or if they're just tripping <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> um because one particular scene that's it's actually very iconic scary movie I, I laughed when this scene happened yeah um uh the main girl julie she feels like her trunk is leaking or something or she smells something so she opens mm-hmm. her trunk mm-hmm. she finds a body in there which is like a body of her friend and she screams she, then she drives off and tells her other two friends who are who are in on it last year too and then she brings them over to the car and there's nothing in the trunk so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, uh, was she tripping or was there actually something there? You know what I mean? Because it <laughs> yeah. looked really clean. Yeah. So it's hard to tell if it's like they just have this guilt in them that they're trying to resolve that they, that they just can't get rid of or there really was something there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes out and says, like, why are you playing with this? And then she yells out, what are you waiting for? <laughs> what are you waiting for? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I just started laughing. Because <laughs> it's a very iconic scene in a scary movie. Uh, the, yeah. the first scary movie. I think movie. it's scary movie too, actually. Is it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they they copied this exact same scene in scary movie too. I just yeah. started laughing. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I remember this. This is where they got it from. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it just gets you thinking <laughs> that, you know, Maybe a lot of the stuff that they're tripping on, I think they're just tripping. I don't really think the killer actually went to the effort to drag a body full of seaweed and stuff it in someone's trunk and drag it out within 10 minutes or 5 minutes, you know, 
to play with them. Like, that's a little too much, but mm. I think some of the other stuff is a little more... I think they did a good job with, like, unveiling the killer's origin story. There really wasn't too much, because it was just... It wasn't really well-developed, because they just kind of... They just kind of slap it at you last minute, because you mm-hmm. think it's one thing, but it's actually another, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing, so... What you think, yeah. Jonathan? I mean, the same thing, the, the idea you're talking about, like, did it really happen or did it not, also happened, like, with Helen, um, Sarah Michelle Geller, her character, mm-hmm. uh, when she saw her boyfriend, um, like, from the balcony, mm-hmm. and uh, and the killer was killing him. Yeah. But then when she went up there with a the police officer, like, he, there was nothing there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so there's also that kind of, like, did this happen? Did it not? Yeah. Um, but it actually did, though. Did it? Yeah, because there was blood on the. Um, Are you sure? The st- yeah, I'm pretty sure. And someone didn't just have like you know, it wasn't that time of the month. It just left it there. You know what I mean? I like, know, but it was. <laughs> it was that. It's 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 the idea that like um, I think I think this this idea is kind of common through slashers. Is right. just like this idea of like it's like no, that can't be possible. You know, mm-hmm. or like a. Like, are you sure someone killed someone else? You know, like it's yeah, just kind of that's like true. even in like Nightmare on Elm Street, where like they thought the boyfriend killed her. You know, right? Like they thought the boyfriend killed Tina, and it's like no, the boyfriend didn't kill her. Mm-hmm. You know, someone else did, and and it's just this idea of like nobody believing another person or nobody right. believing what what's really happening. Um, yeah, it's just a, a recurring theme in slashers. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought it was interesting. I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Um, because I, I think it's really funny that like, and I think the movie does this on purpose. It's like the movie is just a bunch of like white kids who like get drunk and accidentally kill somebody. And it's them trying to cover it up. And for some reason, like the guys, I think were more responsible for this than the girls were. Right. Because the one guy was driving and was not paying attention to the road. And the other guy who like gets up into like the sunroof, you know, and is mm-hmm. all drunk, like batshit crazy. And is like screaming off top of his lungs, you know, like making the, making the car go crazy. Yeah. And so like, it's more their fault than the girls, but then for some reason they drag the women into this, you know, as okay. well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, it's not really their fault, but then they almost blame them for it. You know, mm-hmm. they're almost like, um, I think, the conversation they had after after they had stopped a car was like, oh, like, what are your parents going to do when they find out you're going to lose your scholarship and stuff, you know? Right. Um, like, all these things. It's almost as if, like, they're trying to put the blame on one another, you know, so that they yeah. all have to do it together. Yeah, that, um, that is what they did, yeah. That's yeah, true. and then and then there's also this, like, commentary on classism in the film. Yeah. Because it feels like the four main characters are really, like, white and privileged, you know? And then, like, the killer is white, too. So the guy who they crash into. Uh-huh. That guy. Yes. And his sister, Missy. Yeah. Are both, like, low-class people. I thought they didn't they didn't hit they didn't hit Egan or Missy's brother. Oh, who did they kill? They killed... No, they hit Benjamin. No, I thought Ben was the one who... No, they. I, I thought they killed <laughs> Missy's brother, but then Ben knew that, and then and then and then came back and, and killed them. Really? Yeah, that, that's thought, what I thought. Oh, really? I thought it was they hit. Oh, actually, that could be it. Man, I'm confusing myself. <laughs> no, now. I'm because I thought. Okay, I thought they hit Ben, which is why Ben's going back to kill them, because that, that's what I thought the last article was about. The very last piece of evidence they found. Because uh, was it Ray, because David David had died in another accident or something like that? Yeah, it was like um, they do have a name for him, but I couldn't find it. Egan, 
So I think it was. I thought it was David. Um, yeah, I thought no, it, it wasn't. It was this guy named Benjamin. He was actually related to like someone who passed away around that area too, and he went to go pay respects to that grave, or like oh, to that. And, to then, that. and then they crashed. And, into and then they him. crashed into him. But he didn't really die. But he didn't die. They tossed him oh, okay. into there. And then I the thing is, the... yeah, yeah. And the thing is, they found a body. They found a body, right, Egan. Uh, like three weeks later and um everyone thought it was him it was him yeah, yeah. That, that they hit him but the thing is egan committed suicide i think mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. i think that's what happened egan committed mm-hmm. suicide that's how they found the body they never mm-hmm. actually found benjamin's body because he wasn't dead oh uh, okay yeah. i thought i had thought that the that the person that they originally like ran into mm-hmm. had died Oh, and okay. it was it was a friend of that person that came back to kill them oh, because okay. because he knew what what they did last summer. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I thought. Oh, maybe. Like, yeah, oh, that, you thought he was a witness. Okay. Don't quote me, y'all. I was watching this while I was playing World of Warcraft. So, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm glad we clarified um, a little bit because I think yeah, that, that's yeah. that's what actually happened. Okay, but my original point is there's this like classism, right? Like commentary happening here yeah yeah, yeah. No, have, I, like, I totally saw it yeah because yeah. you have mm-hmm. four privileged white kids and then you have like lower class folk who are like fishermen you know and missy egan who's like living by herself she's in this like nasty ass house you know what i mean mm-hmm. um that like looks super broken and stuff like that uh that needs fixing and repairing um and and there's this like oh yeah we're a bunch of white kids and we made a mistake and we're trying to cover up and then someone's coming back and saying like oh no like we see everything you know that you try to do and it's not good and it's about time that you paid for it you know Mm -hmm. sort of thing i kind of like that commentary on um, yeah on the film Mm -hmm. other than that yeah it was 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 like an undertone Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i thought it was just kind of okay it Mm -hmm. was good yeah yeah all right then let's move on to scream Wes yeah. Craven comes back again with Scream. Originally, it was supposed to be called Scary Movie, but they called it Scream. Released in 1996. And a little fun fact. So this film is very gory. More gory than I remember for some reason. I didn't think um, it was that gory. <laughs> I thought it was pretty gory. Because, okay, if you compare, directly compare, I know what you did last summer, and Scream. Because they came out around the same time. So there's a lot of people, I personally compare them. Yeah. Um, so I know what you did last summer. It's killing scenes were more like Psycho's. Where it's like, you know, they do a lot of cuts from like the weapon to the victim back and mm-hmm. forth, whatever. Right. Uh, but yeah, Psycho like, was definitely not gory. Yeah, Psycho yeah. wasn't gory. It was um, but down. it definitely pushed, Psycho definitely pushed the limits, w- yeah. the limits of what people can see on screen. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of slashers since then have been trying to be a lot more tame around that. But Wes Craven mm-hmm. just doesn't care. He goes pretty all out. Mm-hmm. Like even Nightmare on Elm Street was pretty gory. Oh um, yeah, that was super gory. Yeah, and Scream is pretty gory, according to like a lot of DVD commentary. He had a lot of problems with the MPAA, which is like the rating boards for motion pictures. He had to recut a lot of the killing scenes. Otherwise, they'd be like rated NC seventeen. You know, mm. his film would be NC seventeen, which means like no one under seventeen can watch it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he uh, he had to recut a lot of things, and I'm like. Yeah, I can. I can't even imagine what the uncut version would look like because mm. it's already pretty gory. It's pretty, you know, yeah. crazy. And so, Scream follows a girl named Sydney, who's uh, 
whose friend Casey, like in the opening scene, the opening scene is very, very well done, very iconic. Um, the opening scene where uh, this girl named Casey, she picks up the phone, hears a person's voice, you know, ask what's her favorite scary movie, this sort of thing, and they just kind of play with her mm-hmm. in, in her house, um, start making her doubt a lot of things, start making her, you know, thinking that she's being watched, that sort of thing. This cat and mouse game. You start to kind of see unravel and then eventually ending with her unfortunate demise. So it starts with that. Then you have Sydney, who is the main character, who kind of goes through this mystery because her friend just got killed, who was in the opening scene. And she kind of has to face this trauma again because last year her mother was killed too. So like this whole small town is like going through this whole thing again. And um, mm-hmm. you just start to kind of see like a lot of the story unravel. You know, you're trying to figure out like who's the who who done it, who did it. Um, and for some reason, I could not remember who the killers were as I kept watching this film. Um, and I was just like trying to figure out like who was it? Was it this person? Was it this person? Was it that? Was it the father? Was it you know who was it? And it's so interesting because Wes Craven was very well known for his horror films around this time. And so this film plays on that. So it uses a lot of the narrative structures of what you see in horror films and just kind of plays on it, you know, because there's a a character in there named Randy who is a uh, fanatic of horror films. And he's like, no, like, you know, if this is like a horror film, if the murders that were going on were like a horror film, then X, Y and Z should happen. And Wes Craven just kind of plays with that a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Jonathan, what did you think? Yeah, I I thought Scream was really good. And I'm surprised that Wes Craven was the creator for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because usually somebody who is really good at their craft doesn't go back and make a satire of it, you know? Right. And I feel like Scream is a satire of scary movies because mm-hmm. it's a scary movie that acknowledges that it's a scary movie, you right. know? <laughs> I thought that was really good. After watching it, it's just I'm surprised at how well the storytelling is because mm-hmm. it's it's such an old film. Like it's yep. over 13 years old, you know, um, which is great. Wait, more than that. No, 13, 20, no, is that right? 23, 23. <laughs> yeah. Wait, off, is that right? Bad. Yeah, it is. 23. 23. We're off by 10 years. Yeah. Just 10 years. You know, we're Asian American, you know, we're good at math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus time doesn't exist for us. <laughs> um, yeah. It's over 20 years old and, it's crazy to me, like, like how good it is, you know? Mm-hmm. I really like this film. I remember originally watching it and just being so shocked at who the killers were mm-hmm. that the second watching, like, for, for this podcast, when I watched it again, I knew who the killers were. Like, as oh, soon as really? I saw them, yeah, I was uh, like, okay. oh, yeah, those guys, they're the killers. Um, yeah. Because I yeah. remember originally just being super shocked that it was the boyfriend uh, and friend. Okay. Yeah, I I didn't remember at all. I was just a kid, so like watching. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember them being the killers now when they, when they showed up. Um, yeah. But uh, are you familiar with the book of Mice and Men? I've heard of it, but I don't think I've read it. So Billy and Stu's interactions near the end when they're talking to Sydney mm-hmm. about when they're kind of explaining like why they're doing the things they do, mm-hmm. why they explain the things they did. It reminded me a lot of, of Mice and Men. I don't know if the if the audience is familiar with it, but of Mice and Men is a book about these two characters i think they're trying to get a job at this one place and there's the smart character and there's like the really big oaf lovable oaf but he's kind of he's really dumb kind of character so there's Mm -hmm. there's those two characters and the bigger guy ends up killing like a woman 
in the book and the younger guy has to kind of step in and try to like you know cover him you know Mm -hmm. because it was an accident it wasn't like intentional and Mm -hmm. billy and Stu's interactions are reminding me of that because he had this really crafty character who had this mastermind plan trying to you know do one thing and you had Stu who was just sort of like you know i don't know what i'm doing accomplice yeah Yeah, he's the accomplice who's just kind of like he doesn't he never really had like a big motive to do anything he's just crazy but but he's just there you know what i mean yeah so their interactions reminded me a lot like that like i was just getting those vibes as the whole scene was unraveling i'm like yeah like i think wes craven knew what he was doing when Mm -hmm. he created these two characters Mm -hmm. um especially for this particular scene so I really liked that. It was like a throwback to a really well-known classic book of Mice and Men. Other than that, I have not much to say. I, although I think the murder with the garage door was mm-hmm. a little overdone. And I think it's supposed to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I just thought it was really funny. I was kind of laughing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Just pull yourself out. <laughs> uh, but then there, her, like, her boobs yeah. were too big. So she couldn't, like... <laughs> So she couldn't bring herself back in the door, yeah. you know? So it's just funny. It was, uh, th- that scene was very controversial too. Cause I think the original cut had like a couple of seconds where you can see the body for longer, mm. but the NBA was like, listen, you got to cut this scene or you got to reduce something. Cause we're going to, yeah. we're going to slap you with an NC 17. <laughs> so you had to cut a little bit. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can see. Cause it, it was a little, like a lot of the death scenes here were a little, um, cringy for me to watch sometimes. Mm. Just because it's like, oh my god, it feels like you're watching like a murder take place on screen. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what it felt like. Were you watching in HD or something? Well, I was watching on Netflix. So. <laughs> no, I know, but were you watching yeah. like on HD TV? Is that yeah, why it yeah. felt real? Yeah, yeah, it felt real. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, like, am I watching a murder take place? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's it, definitely yeah, yeah. It definitely has that feel. Yeah, so I think Scream really pushed the limit too. Like it pushed what was accepted, what we could see on screen. Because you know, if you compare directly compare, I know what you did last summer, which had like its scenes weren't that. I mean, there the idea of it was was gory, but it wasn't like you don't really see it. It's just kind of implied. But this one, no, they show you. They'll show you, and they show you real close. You know. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Outside Story. Tune in tomorrow as we talk about what we're calling the genre or the subgenre of modern horror. We're going to be talking about The Babadook, released in 2014, and A Quiet Place, released in 2018. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye.